theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. Let's open up our Bibles. I'm going to be reading out of the New King James today out of the 56th Psalm, the 56th Psalm, and we're going to begin at verse 3. Praise God. Because of who you are. Because of who you are. Righteous is who you are. Holy is who you are. Good is who you are. Praise God. Salvation is who you are. Peace is who you are. Holy is who he is. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, I feel the presence of the Lord. Praise God. And I worship you because of who you are. You're my provider, Jehovah Jireh. Praise God. See, he's my provider. He provides for me like I'm an only child. Jehovah Nisi. He reigns in victory. And he clothes me in his victory. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Jehovah, he is my peace. My prince of peace. Praise God. And I worship you. And I worship you. Come on. And I worship you. Come on, don't you feel that? And I worship you. Come on, I'll give you praise. I'll give you my heartfelt worship. I'll sing my song to you, Jesus. I'll worship you. I'll worship. Come on, I'll worship you. This song is from the basement of my spirit. This song is my thank you, Jesus. This song is, I could have lost my mind. But this song is, you made a way when there was no way. Come on and give him praise. All because of who you are. Sometimes, see, you have to understand, God does what he does because of his character. Because of his character. That's why you have to worship him for who he is. Because his character never changes. Praise God. Praise God. So thankful for the presence of the Lord. Reading out of the 56th Psalm, beginning at verse 3. Oh, and I forgot, I almost forgot, I almost forgot. I wrote a big note right here too. Right here, like I wouldn't miss it. It says, happy 28th anniversary. Well, that's not to me and that's not to Sarah. That is to Alvin and Shami Ragunandan. Alvin is one of our board of directors and founding members here at Extraordinary Church. We honor them. And happy 28th anniversary to Alvin and Shami. God bless you. And uh, as uh, just a small token of our appreciation, we have a gift that's coming to you later this evening. And we pray that it'll be an encouragement to the two of you. Thank you for being a godly example. 28 years. Praise God. Alvin called me earlier today and said, Pastor, I don't know if I can hang. I didn't know he didn't say that. 
He did not say that. Praise God. I didn't even talk to him. Shammy, don't be. I'm just. It was just a joke. Just a joke. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Let me read the word. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? All day they twist my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather together. They hide. They mark my steps when they lie in wait for my life. Shall they escape by iniquity? In anger cast down the peoples, O God. You number my wanderings. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? When I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach this thought to you this afternoon. What floats your boat? What floats your boat? Would you pray with me one more time? Father, we love you. We bless you. We exalt you. I'm releasing the gift of faith right now into every home that is watching God. I pray that you have already sent and dispatched your ministering spirits, O Lord God, so that they can minister and encourage your people, bringing good tidings, O Lord God. I pray in the name of Jesus that people would be encouraged. Somebody's faith is going to be renewed today, God. Somebody's mind is going to be renewed today. Somebody's going to receive the spirit watching this in faith, God. Somebody's going to be healed today. We have that kind of expectation because you're that kind of God. You never disappoint. You never let let us down. This is your show, oh Lord God. We're we're just fading to black, God. We want you to get the glory. We give you the honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You may be uh, seated in the presence of the Lord if you're standing and you're probably already comfortable. Praise the Lord. Let's go ahead and do this. Why do things float? Have you ever pondered such things before? Go ahead and, uh, I don't know about you, but when you boil a hard-boiled egg, uh, you know, you boil an egg, obviously it's not hard before you boil it, but you place a, an egg uh, in a bowl of water, especially afterwards, if it is boiled, and you'll just watch it drop down to the bottom, a boiled egg. But you can place that same hard-boiled hard egg in a bowl of salt water and watch it float. The mysteries of life. We understand that obviously that's the density of salt water aiding in flotation. But what causes a ship to stay on top of the water rather than plunging to the bottom? Archimedes, uh, he, he said this. He questioned and pondered uh, this very same thing. A mathematician 300 years before Christ. Listen to this. He, he wondered why the Greek ships weighing thousands of pounds could float. While taking a bath one day, he noticed that the water level rose as he got into the bath. A revelation came to him that the amount of water displaced is in proportion to his weight. So caught up with this revelation, he jumped out, the philosopher did, of the bathtub and began to run through the Greek city of Syracuse naked and screaming, saying, Eureka, meaning I have found it, I have found it. The psalmist had a similar revelation. He discovered the vital importance of relying on unseen sources of buoyancy and resiliency during a trial. 
And he said at the end of the text that I read to you this afternoon, this I know that God is for me. If you believe that, you ought to open up your mouth and say it. I know that God is for me. Go ahead. If you have to preach to yourself, don't ever forget that God is for you. I don't know where you've come from this afternoon and I don't know what kind of house you're dealing with, whether it's one of mourning or one of joy. I don't know whether or not you feel like laughing or crying right now, but this I do know God is for you. So you have a reason to be encouraged. You have a reason to not give up because God cannot fail you. He will not let you down. And the God that will not let you down is for you this afternoon. And you want to give him praise. So many things that we ponder that we don't know. I don't know why the wicked seem to prosper. I don't know why good people suffer. I don't know why love withers and friends forsake you. But this I do know, God is for you. So many voices in our land today, injustices scream justice. Disparities cry out for reallocation. Inequities scream for fairness. So many voices in our land today, CTV, CBC, pundits all over the world, and then everybody has got a platform to share their opinion through their preferred social media. But what voice can you trust? Some criticize the government on various social media platforms and others chime in. Some question parents and how they raise their children and others join that course. Some criticize the church and others pile on. But what voice can you trust? Here is a voice, a seasoned voice, full of experience, sound in judgment and fruit. This is what I know, that God is for me. Praise God. He is for you this afternoon. This is no Pollyannish voice. This is no ivory towers. This is no silver spoon in somebody's mouth. This was the voice of someone who is struggling. David, he said it like this. Be merciful to me. Oh God, for man would swallow me up. Fighting all day, he oppresses me. My enemies would hound me all day. For there are many who fight against me almost high. This, this, this is a tired voice. You can see and you can almost feel the fatigue. All the day, David said in verse 5. All day. In, Psalm, in the 56th Psalm, uh, verse 5, he said, All day they twist my words. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They gather together. They hide. They mark my steps when they lie in wait for my life. He was floating in tears, floating in despair. You number, look at verse 8 of that same Psalm 56. You number my wanderings. Put my tears into your bottle. Are they not in your book? But there's something that lifted the psalmist. Some force raised him. What science couldn't do for the Titanic, something did that or someone did that for this man. When I cry out to you, then my enemies will turn back. This I know because God is for me. 
This is the kind of voice that I want speaking into Extraordinary Church. Despite COVID-19, God is for you. Despite what's happening in the economy, God is for you. Despite what's happening on the job, God is for you. If you believe that, sometimes you got to encourage yourself. Sometimes you got to preach to yourself. Sometimes you got to remind yourself that God is for you. And if he be for you, then the whole world can be against you because you will be victorious. Praise God. This is the kind of voice that God wants to speak into our lives. Not the voice of one who is tired, exhausted, defeated, but the voice of one who is cast out into the sea of misfortune and survived. I could spend all day and all night getting you, telling, telling you things that would get you down how the weights and sins of failures will bring you under. But I'm not here to put you down or to bring you under or to bring you further down. I'm here to lift you up this afternoon. Just like I talked about the four men of the paralyzed man. Remember, four. I want you to think about this. Four men lowered a paralyzed man into the presence of Jesus. Mark chapter 2, you can read about it. Four. Four is the symbol of the world. Four corners of the earth. Four rivers flowed out of the cradle of civilization in Eden, if you don't know about it. Four points on the compass, north, south, east, and west, and so forth. I could go on. Four let a man down. See, that's what happens. The best the world can do is let you down. The best the government can do is let you down. The best medicines will do are let you down. The best humanity will do will let you down. But thankfully, there is one who can pick you up. Thankfully, there's one that can encourage you. Thankfully, there's one that can pick you up out of your depression. There's one that can pick you up out of your dysfunction. There's one that can pick you up out of those destructive habits. There's one who's not intimidated by your dilemma or put off by your circumstances. There's one who can get in and lift you up out of your mess. I'm here to prophesy to you this afternoon. There is a lifting up in this house. There is a lifting of your head. Lift your eyes. Lift your head. Look to the hill from which cometh your help because your salvation draweth nigh. Jesus is here. Praise God. In him, there is a lifting in him. There is a lifting and the Bible says people who draw near to him, he lifts them. The humble, he lifts them. He encourages them. From the overflow of Hannah's soul, she cried out that God raises the poor from the dust and the beggar from the ash heap. The psalmist said that God lifts up the meek, but he casts the wicked down to the ground. See, what I want you to understand is God lifts people on high. I want you to think about this. Listen to what David said here in the 40th Psalm, verse 1. He said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit out of the miry clay, praise God, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. What am I trying to tell you this afternoon? God is in the lifting business. He will float your boat. 
He will cause you to never sink. What we need to understand is God is trying to pull us up. I'm telling you, if you focus on your circumstances, if you focus on your dilemma, you'll find yourself sink, uh, sinking. But God wants us to rewire the way we think. He wants to give us a new way of thinking so that we can see the new thing like Pastor Dan preached about. I'm trying to tell you, God is trying to lift us up into a new way of thinking, into a new way of living, into alignment with his word so that we can see supernatural things, so that we can experience the supernatural. God is trying to pull us up and He's trying to pull us up. Look at what he did for the Israelites. Over and over, we read in the Bible that God brought us up. Us up out of the land of Egypt. He brought us up out of the land of bondage. Amos said after two days, he will revive us. And in three days, he will raise us up. I'm telling you, we serve a God who will not allow us to stay down. He is in the business of lifting us up. If we'll just get our eyes on him. Ephesians 2 and 4 says it like this, but God who is rich in mercy. Praise God. I love the imagery of that. Rich in mercy. Because of his great love, listen to this, rich in mercy and great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up, up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I'm trying to tell you, God is not just interested in a few select people. He's interested in you too. You need to understand that you were made. You are, you, when you were redeemed, you are sitting in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Things are under your feet. My God, if we could just get this under, in our thoughts and under our, in our spirit, we would understand that when he lifts us up, that everything is beneath us because we're submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Depression is under your feet. Bondage is under your feet. Negative thinking is under your feet. I'm trying to get you to understand that you can't be defeated because Jesus Christ already won the battle. You are victorious because he is victorious. He went out and slain your enemy. He went out and defeated your enemy, brought back the head to you and gave you the victory. If you believe that, you ought to give him praise. He is the one that keeps us afloat. He is the one that sustains us. He is the one that provides for us. He is the one. He is the buoyancy. Praise God. Praise God. Woo, you know what? Sometimes we have a tough time just trusting. For those, of, for those folks who don't swim, I grew up swimming, but I can remember the first time my dad just kind of threw me in the water. We were in the Caribbean. And my mom, she swam in college, and I had never really sw swam before, really. And we were out, we out, we in the Caribbean, we in the sea. And he was like, uh, get out, you can swim. And I was like, uh, no, no. And you know what? Before I could even really say no, the next thing I know, I was in the air, in the water. So, and he was like, just float, just float. I was like... <laughs> taste the salt water and everything getting in my eyes but you know what once I calm down and I realize oh I'm not sinking and then I you could just float see that's what it is sometimes sometimes we need to realize that God sustains us and you can just float in the water you can just lay back <laughs> and
and let God sustain you. Sometimes people, we panic. We panic and we start screaming and kicking and taking over. But if we would just sit back, you know what? Praise God. The tide, tide, we just bring you right on in. We just need to trust God like that. You need to realize that God has got your back and that he is sustaining you and he will not let you down. Let him be the lifter of your head. Let him keep you. Don't allow the report of the bank statement to dictate your attitude and what's going to happen, but let the holy word of God, which is true, sustain you, guide you, and keep you. Praise God. I'm thankful for what I feel. Praise God. He wants to raise us up. See, he raises people up in their affliction. He lifts people from their misery. He awakens people from their slumber. This is what happens when you receive the spirit of God. We need him within. See, God didn't give man an exoskeleton to support him. He gave man an endoskeleton. The support is hidden within the man. Praise God. In the same sense, we rise to the heights from the strength within, not from without. What am I trying to get you to understand? The things on the outside will not give you strength. But if you have received the spirit of God, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It's nice to have the church family. It's nice to have friends and family that will care for you and support you. But you need to understand there are going to be times in life when you walk alone. There'll be times when there's no training wheels to support you. There'll be no support system around you. There will not be a series of God wires and braces to keep you standing. At that time, you won't lean on your friend's encouragement. You won't draw strength from your enemy's criticism. There will not be an external source of strength, but there must be something on the inside of you that's buoyant within, an unseen lifting power. Simon Peter didn't have the boat to lean on. He didn't have the 11 disciples to support him. If he was going to stay afloat, he had to look to Jesus. But see, here's what I want you to understand. Hope floats, but faith walks. Peter, if you're going to walk on water, it will be Jesus that helps you do it. But Peter, Jesus won't always be there with his hand outstretched, but he will be in you soon. Praise God. If the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, it will raise you too. There ought to be some strength on the inside, an inner buoyancy that lifts us up, that won't allow you to stay down, that won't allow you to stay in that depression, that won't allow you to stay in that place. Why? Because we know he lives on the inside. Because he lives, you can face tomorrow. Because he lives, you can put your feet on the ground, square your shoulders and lift your hands and give him praise. Because he lives on the inside of you, you can wipe the sweat from your brow. Because he lives you can open up your mouth and give him praise in spite of your circumstances because he lives Whew. because he lives second corinthian one and five says it like this for as the sufferings of christ abound in us so our consolation check this out also abounds through christ in other words our identification with christ will bring struggle. But by Christ, our trouble turns into triumph. This is why Paul, you know what he called them? Light afflictions. Loss, light afflictions. Job loss, light afflictions. 
heartache, light afflictions. Praise God. Light afflictions in the weight of the glory that will soon be revealed. Light afflictions. This physical ailment, a light affliction. You know what? It's a light affliction. Soon it will be revealed. Praise God. I'm trying to encourage someone today. You need to understand what God wants to do in your life. One day in London, an atheist sought to make sport of an unlearned man who had been converted only a few years before. So the atheist, he says to this unlearned, young babe in Christ, do you know anything about Jesus Christ? He asked. Yes, this young babe in Christ said. By the grace of God, I do. When was he born? The atheist replied. The ignorant saint gave an incorrect answer. How old was he when he died? Again, the answer was incorrect. Other questions were asked by the atheist with the same result until the atheist said with a sneer, see, you don't know so much about Jesus as you thought, do you? And the gentleman responded, I know all too little, was his modest answer. But I know this, three years ago, I was one of the worst drunks in the East End of London. Three years ago, my wife was a broken-hearted woman, and my children were afraid of me as I hid, as I'd been a wild beast. Today, I have one of the happiest homes in London, and when I come home at the close of my day, my wife and children are glad to see me. Jesus Christ has done this for me. This I know. Just like the psalmist said, this I know. God is for me. Can I tell you, nobody can defeat you with an argument if you've had an experience with Jesus Christ. Let them say what they want to say, but I know he's real. He's real. He's real. I've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. I've been filled with his spirit. I've been pulled out of depression. I ain't telling you what I'm telling. I ain't telling you no lies. I'm telling you what I've seen and what I've experienced in my own life. I've seen the grace of God. I've been down in the pits of depression and I've watched God pick me up and change things just like that I've dealt with panic attacks and I've watched God speak to me and I've never battled it again I've been in a place where I thought there was no hope but God who is rich in mercy reached down and picked me up filled me with his spirit and made me unrecognizable to my past I'm here to encourage you today you might not have all the answers but you know who is the answer and it is Jesus Christ you might not be a theologian and can rebut every skeptic but you know he's alive and well he's doing a work in your family he's doing a work in your children he's doing a work in your marriage he's doing a work and you ought to give him praise Come on and bless his holy name. Come on and bless his holy name. Praise God. That is what lifts me up. Praise God. That's what encourages me. The whole band can come on. Praise God. See, here's what else I want you to know. Sarah, you know this, but the lifting though, the lifting comes through the lifting. <laughs> Praise God. The lifting comes through the lifting. David had the enemy surrounding him. Philistines were all around him. But he lifted up his voice to the Lord. And when he did, the lifting came. 
Joseph was cast into a pit. He was forgotten in a dungeon. He forgot all about himself. And then the lifting came. Turn your eyes on Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. I'm telling you right now where you are. If you're looking for a lifting, begin to lift up the Savior. Begin to give him praise. If you're looking for an atmosphere shift in your home, begin to bless his holy name. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us extol his name. Let us exalt his name together. The name that's above every name. The King of kings and the Lord of lords. If you need a lifting, humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and make his praise glorious. Hallelujah. Come on and bless him. Come on and exalt him. See, the psalmist said this in the 25th Psalm. To you, O Lord, to you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. Oh my God, I trust in you. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Praise God. Oh my God, I trust in you. Praise God. Oh, if you're trusting him this afternoon. Woo. If you're trusting him, would you lift your hands? Hallelujah. There's a lifting in this place. I'm here to encourage you. Some of you are like, huh, I'm about to step out. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're about to step out the boat because there's a new way of thinking for the new thing God is calling to you, calling you to. I'm telling you right now, not only, not only are you stepping out of the boat, your hope will float, but your faith is going to walk. Your faith is going to walk in the midst of uncertainty. You will walk on water. I'm preaching to somebody right now. I'm telling you, you'll walk on top of your circumstance. The very, oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost. The very thing that you thought might take you under, you'll find yourself on top of. Why? Because your eyes are fixed on him. He's ready to do it. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Face your, set your face like a flint on Jesus Christ and watch him move in your life. Praise God. So here's what we're going to do. I feel the presence of the Lord. I will build my life, God. I'll build my life on you, Jesus. Why don't you lift your hands? And why don't you just begin to worship him? And as you begin to lift him up, you begin to magnify him. Magnify him means to enlarge. All of a sudden, you're going to realize that God is bigger than your circumstances. He's bigger than your problem. He's bigger than your dilemma. He's bigger than the circumstance you're facing. You're going to find out that you can trust him and that you can rest in his love. You're going to find out that his peace will never leave you. It'll rule and guide your heart. If you'll give him praise, lift him up in this place. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. 
We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.